What's up, everybody? You are listening to Switch Flicks, the podcast where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm here with my unreasonably optimistic coach, Haysom. Haysom, how's it going? You know, uh, it's funny. Like, the British and Americans have, like, different words for the same thing. Like, you know, they call it uh, football, and the Americans call it soccer. It's like, you know, my, my girlfriend does a very similar thing. Uh, I call it sex, and she calls it wrong hole. The rules of the podcast are simple. Haisam and I review something. One of us will have to love it. One of us will have to hate it. And who does what will be determined by the flip of a coin. The coin of fate? The coin of fate? The catch is that at any point in our debate, we can use the switch to change positions. So if you loved it, you now hate it. And if you hated it, you now love it. Spoilers. As always, today we are reviewing the Apple TV Plus series, Ted Lasso. Let us begin with our patented one breath synopsis. I would, of course, like you to do it as a football commentator. <sighs> Ted Lasso is an American comedy streaming television series developed by Jason Sudeikis, Bill Rons, Bennett Hunt, and Joe Kelly based on a character of the same name that Sudeikis first portrayed in a series of promos for NBC Sports coverage of the Premier League. The series follows Ted Lasso, an American college football coach who is hired to coach an English soccer team in an attempt by its owner to spite her ex-husband. Lasso tries to win over the spectacle English market with his folksy, optimistic demeanor while dealing with his inexperience in the sport. The first season of Ted Lasso, comprising of 10 episodes, premiered on Apple TV Plus on Apple August 14, 2020, with 10 episodes, followed by weekly installments. The first season was well received by critics and received 20 Emmy nominations. The second series of 12 episodes premiered on August 23, 2021, and October 2020, the series was reviewed for a third season! <laughs> oh, good. Did you do that in one breath? I felt like you broke at some point. I did. Uh, yeah, no, I felt it. I felt it. But I broke, was, but I kept yeah. going. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, I think that's what the Ted Lasso is all about. Exactly, right? That uh, is kind of the meaning of the series. And yeah. with that, let us flip the coin of fate. I am now about to flip the coin of fate. If it lands on heads, you love Ted Lasso. If it lands on tails, you hate it. Here goes nothing. Ted Lasso, what a delight. This is the exact show that we need in our dark times. It's optimistic, it's funny, and it's emotional. Now, I'm not great with the, you know, sports and stuff, but as the famous football term goes, this show is a goal in one. (laughs) Ted Lasso leads people in the wrong direction. Ted Lasso is trying to put a bright and sunny disposition on a world that is corrupt, that is broken, and that is falling apart. Ted Lasso is not doing anyone any favors. We need to wake up to the disaster that is reality. And all that Ted Lasso is doing is being an opiate for the masses. Ted Lasso is a tool. You know what? It's no wonder that Ted Lasso is an American because Americans (laughs) are the ones who are destroying, <laughs> who are leading the destruction of the world. 
all right? And so they need to trot out this this mascot, this folksy no, mascot, Americans, to try and convince people that they're Americans doing otherwise. Americans are our saviors. They need to go to <laughs> other countries and bring joy. This is what America has done for, like, you know, decades. They came to Afghanistan and they spread joy. They went to Iraq. They spread joy. They bombed them with joy. Little joy bombs. Okay. Bomb them. <laughs> and, and optimism. They give people hope. And this show shows how much hope that they give with their great mustaches. Ted Lasso himself is a, is a victim of this insipid idea that we need to just smile and grin no matter what happens we need to just switch take it on the chin because you know what sometimes life gives you a left hook but what you need to do is duck sometimes life throws you into the alleyway and pees on your head but what you need to do is just wash it off you know the Uh fact of the matter is that that it's, sounded very specific. Like, it, you got thrown in an alleyway. And I'm just somebody, saying, what? if it happens to somebody, yeah. they might as well get up, walk away, and have yeah. a shower. Because th- there will be issues in life. You will always have to deal with problems. How you deal with them is, re- is really the way this that you decide exact, to live your life. Ex- this is the exact wrong way to deal with your problems. This show has changed the meaning of masculinity. It is a bunch of people apologizing to each other and taking uh, responsibility for their mistakes. No, this is not how men solve their problems. We solve our problems with our fists and our, you know, bad language, with filthy language. Give me some bad language. Give me some examples of bad language that you use. Nincompoop. Uh, How about that? How about about you nincompoop? So this is is how we men, this is how we men deal with problems. Uh And you take a bunch of soccer players and you turn them into such like softies in the show. Nobody wants to watch that. We want to watch our gruff men be men. Let men be men. Live in the now, all right? Right now, you sound like a troglodyte. You sound like a caveman. You sound like one of those macho men from, you know, uh, 50 years ago where, you know, oh, you wanted to solve a problem, you solve it with your fists. We've moved beyond that. The rest of the world has evolved. Mankind has evolved. We do not need to face problems the way that you think we can talk things out we can connect to our emotions we can deal no. with problems okay no no i de- you know anytime my girlfriend comes up to me she's like we should talk about this i'm like no i talk with my fist say hello to jason bateman and kathy bates those are the names of my fists okay why would you uh, name and- your fist jason bateman and kathy bates because no. they do a lot of baiting uh so <laughs> Okay, and so then I punch her in the face, and this oh is how we men deal with these things. And by the way, when you bury all this deep inside with your big smile and your happiness, it drives it you works. crazy. It Just works like Dead Lasso in this show, he is a crazy man. This, the if you bury your problems deep down, you just swallow them up, you lock them away, and you smile. 
you will find that the world becomes a better place. It becomes a happier place. You don't need to deal with your problems. You don't need to actually uh, express anger. By the way, this show is so racist against the British. And the humor is so juvenile. It is so like, oh, the British like tea and the British are fancy. This is not sophisticated humor like I but am But the British used to. do like tea. And the British... There are many fancy Brits. There's nothing you know, wrong with that. There's nothing not wrong with that. It's funny. It's just racist and stereotypes. Those are the jokes of the Switch. show. This show is, shows us what the face of Britain is really like. And as a man who, uh, whose country was colonized by the Brits, and I love to see them being made fun of, okay? <laughs> They're bad teeth. Their, uh, you know, their need to drink tea all the time, uh, right? I absolutely adore that about the show, and it is so funny. The jokes. Well, what do you think about funny. about then? Then then what do you think about you know the 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 third uh, coach that they get? Uh, you know, the guy that that used to get made fun of all yeah. the time. Then he became the coach. I forgot his name. He seems to come from an Indian background, like you. I mean, yeah. do you relate it's- to him? Uh, absolutely. You know, as, as a man who used to coach a little league uh, soccer team uh, of girls, uh, I can say I really, really relate to him because uh, I too got promoted to become the captain of that little league all-girls soccer team. And uh, I thought I did really quite well. <laughs> but Well, I mean, look. Besides the well. fact that clearly you uh, looked like uh, someone who was not meant to be the captain of a little girl's little league football team. Yes. This was at the age of 28, just right, so that exactly. we Very yes. much, very much a wrong decision made by whoever made that decision. I, I, I wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume you made that decision yourself. Yeah, no, right. I, 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 so, as the coach, I appointed myself. As the coach, you appointed. The that's, captain. that's fine. Also, by the way, just in terms of an underdog story of a soccer team, you know, as a man who loves uh, playing FIFA on a play on the PlayStation and is really into foosball. I really like uh, you know the the football aspect of this. You know, fo- uh, football. Oh, it's football. Football accent. That's not what it's called. Oh. It's called soccer. All okay. right. And if you're gonna play the game, call it by its real name. It is soccer. Why the hell would you call football? Football, no, when it's actually soccer, soccer. Makes no sense. Football's a totally different story. Football would be uh, if you're picking up the ball and running down to the 100 yard line. I mean, this is this is no. this is another <laughs> aspect of this show that is just completely absurd. That that it's called football in the first place. I mean, you know, this is something Switch. that we should promote because the idea of football being a game that you don't play with your foot is absolutely ridiculous. And the thing about this show is that at least it tries to set that right. This is a football team. An American comes from the States and realizes that football is football. It's not soccer. I mean, this word soccer doesn't even make sense. Where does the word soccer come from? It's not even a real word. You know what's really dumb about the show, by the way? It is based on a series of commercials. Let's not make our commercials into TV shows. What's next? 
you know the mac guy uh, tv show the you know the gecko guy great. TV, mr pringles the tv show that let's not amazing. get more branding into our societies where is the you know the real ideas you're like ah oh, man this is just so creatively bankrupt to use I a commercial like as a tv show that, like we should mine commercials for all sorts of wonderful creative ideas we have Talented, creative people working on commercials the world over, myself included. And uh, we come up with wonderful oh. ideas that it's... should be made into series and feature films. Are, are I, you for promoting one, your think own that work we don't right have now? enough movies that... What? That's, uh, you're just really promoting your own work. I feel like you're just promoting your own I am, your own just like right a commercial up. would be promoting its okay. own brand. So wow. this is a commercial for me as a commercial director. <laughs> this is how meta we've become. This is the thing that I love about this, is that the, the show, Ted Lasso, allows you to feel really proud of who you are and really stand up for the things that you believe in. I believe in creating videos that promote brands. That's thing, a, a thing that I deeply, that I deeply <laughs> feel, you know, very yeah, much in my heart, you know. Okay, I just yeah. love it. I think it makes the world a better place, you know. And Ted Lasso... Yeah, makes the world a better, a better place for all, you know? Okay. And Ted Lasso believes that you can resolve a problem without resorting to violence, name-calling, anger, aggression. And the thing that I like about Ted Lasso is that uh, besides the fact that the actors are fantastic, you know, that, that it's just really giving everybody a chance to shine, that they connect with their characters at a real emotional level and they're extremely believable. You know, you they're see that Ted believable. Lasso, they're totally believable. Ted Lasso is a character who has gone through a lot of difficulties. He's gone through a divorce. He's, he, he doesn't get to see his children. And yet he chooses to stay positive and to give that message of hope and brightness to people. And that's why it's doing so well. That's why people watch it. Because we are living in a time where things are a bit difficult. And we need that optimistic uh, you know, example. Nope. Ted Lasso is a caricature, okay? And I am tired of things being positive. You know, he's positive that his kids left him. My kids left me because I was positive. HIV Switch. positive. Because my kids are HIV positive. <laughs> and I... <laughs> And I left them for that you because they've been hanging out with the wrong kind of football <laughs> hooligans. Right. Uh, and, you know, if a show like Ted Lasso existed that would teach him that, hey, this is not how people should behave, then maybe life would be different for them. Maybe they would lead a successful life uh, like this soccer team. Who know that even when you lose, it's how you play that counts. I'll never forget the time when we were in the hospital and I walked into a guy and he seemed really happy. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to the guy and I was young at the time, maybe 16 years old. And, and I was feeling a little bit down because of all the stuff that was going on. I spoke to the guy and I was like, hey, you know, how's it going? He's like, the sun is shining. The birds are, are, are singing uh, and everything is just absolutely fine. I said, wow, thanks yeah. for that. I really needed that boost. Fantastic. What are you doing here? What, 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 who are you visiting? He's like, oh, no, I'm not visiting anyone. I'm, I'm here. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a patient. I said, you're a patient? Why are you a patient? He said, well, I'm too happy all the time. I said, what, that's a thing? He's like, yes, I've got Angleman syndrome. And it means that I am always happy. He knew it. I spoke to a doctor and he said, yes, that is a very dangerous syndrome to have because you might think it's good, but really 
it can be extremely dangerous because you become just accepting and happy of everything, no matter how horrible. And I am submitting to the court that Ted Lasso has Angleman syndrome. He is psychiatrically ill and needs to be this, hospitalized. This is the problem with the world. They think that being happy is a disease. This is at the government. This is the man stopping us from being truly happy because it want us, wants us to be under their boot. It wants us to be materialistic. And so they have, cre you know, the pharmaceutical companies, they'll make anything a disease, <laughs> okay? And well, that's they... what's wrong with here. That man should have been scot-free. He should have been running around in the field, being all happy. And they gave him some, gave it some name, Angleman syndrome. Listen, Angleman. When yes. People, whatever it is. When people are depressed, all they need is to just cheer up. Okay? They just that's need it. to be that's, happy. It's just that okay? simple. Just cheer that's, up. That, that, that's basically that's what Ted Lasso is saying. Oh, you don't need help. Oh, you don't need yeah. support. Just cheer up. It's just about your perspective. Oh, you must be looking at things wrong. That is so dangerous because people do have real mental issues and Listen, real plus reasons Ted Lasso, to be by depressed, the way, to be upset. Is you know? a character with so much depth. You're, you're, you're painting him as like a folksy one note character, but he's going through so much. He's going through divorce and he's trying to deal with his own problems. And all the characters in this have so much depth. From Rebecca, the oh, leader, yeah. who you yeah. have such a like, great like arc. Co like Coach Beard. Arc. Oh, look at Coach Beard's depth. Yeah. Well, that guy, you know, yeah. literally, all he is is a guy with a beard. That's, yeah. that's his role. Uh, that's, that's a it. comedy, okay? You need those peripheral characters. But think of Rebecca, who has such a great character arc. Think of uh, the other girl played by uh, June Temple. Rebecca, uh, the only, the only, if you're talking about Rebecca, she's the boss, right? Yeah. Is that who you're talking about? Yes, yes. Her only story arc is that she was a biatch, and now she's not as much of a biatch. That's basically what it is. She was trying to and screw everybody over, and then she decided not to. What kind of a character arc is that? That doesn't feel very satisfying. Doesn't that warm your heart, though, to see something like this? Doesn't it warm your heart? Doesn't it make you cry? Doesn't it make you tear up and feel sad? No. No, it doesn't. It makes, it makes me think that Ted Lasso is too forgiving yeah. of everybody. It's not a good example to follow. It is dangerous. It, it should be taken off the air because it doesn't wow. promote the type of values that we should have which are cynicism mm. we need to be cynical we need to be stoic we need to look at life as being uh, one battle. you know omar i feel like you have whatever is the opposite of an angleman's disease uh <laughs> i think you really need to get checked because uh yeah no i think i think we need to stop this debate and just okay. you might have some issues <laughs> So with that, we've reached the natural conclusion of yeah. our debate. Tell me, Haysom, what do you really think about Ted Lasso? Oh, I, I, love, I love this show. Uh, and why shouldn't I, you know? Uh, it's happy, it's optimistic, it's all the things that I really like. It's a very light watch, so it's not, you know, heavy but uh, or just, you know, even dramatically. But week to week, I look forward to it, to just sit back, relax, and watch these characters that I really like do some uh, really heartwarming things. I feel like there aren't enough dead lassos in modern pop culture. I feel yeah. like the reason that Ted Lasso stands out is because he's so goddamn likable and that he does things that you 
as a human being, especially like, you know, in modern times, that it feels absurd that he could be so good, you know? And that shows you something. It shows you that, like, why are we so cynical? We've be, we've come to a point in our in our in, in in society where the cynicism is standardized. You know, it's that if you're not cynical, then then you're naive. But what Ted Lasso is showing is that maybe the problem, maybe the problem is that we've accepted cynicism as a part of life, and really we've forgotten what it's like to try to appreciate goodness and try to make a positive impact on people and try not to accept the darker, you know, uh, kind of angle of, you know, because you have a choice. I feel like every single person has a choice in every moment of every day, not as to what's happening around them, but as to how they accept and receive what's happening around them. And the nice thing about Ted Lasso is that it's like, a, a, you know, it's just an episode of like, a refresher of like of, of an attitude kind of adjustment of like saying, you know what? Things are not so bad. I can deal with this, you know? And so I really love this show. I think what's really great about it is that one, it's not just being kind of optimistic. It's not just this guy who's like optimistic all the time. It's kind of also about what is the most human way of dealing with your problems in a way, right? It's not like one note in the way that it's just like, oh, you know, something sad happens and then something kind of, you know, then he's optimistic about it and he deals with it. No, it's about people kind of learning to take responsibility for things uh, that they did wrong and what we can do or what we can achieve when we're kind of brave like that and we trust the goodness in other people, they will like kind of show that that trust is worthwhile. That's something I really like about the show. And secondly, you know, it's very easy, like when you start watching the show, it's very easy to think of Ted Lasso as an idiot, Right. Because that's kind of how we are. That's how he's presented at first. Right. That's how everyone sees him in the first couple of episodes. And that's so great to see that, hey, he's not he's because, you know, in media, a character like that, you know, like Ned Flanders or uh, just somebody who's so folksy uh, is always the idiot. But over here, you can see that, no, he's actually an incredibly intelligent person who's very good at what he does. And we shouldn't be cynical just because, uh, you know, we have this predetermined yeah, idea of who she is. At the same is. time, I think to make this work as a, as a show, they push it to an extreme. You know, yes. like it is impossible, like, like to, oh, yeah. to be as optimistic as Ted Lasso without seeming like a little bit, you know, a little bit off kilter, you know, because especially, you know, in the second season when you're watching him, like there are things that happen that where you're like, oh, this must be affecting him. But he's just kind of twitching his mustache and smiling and saying, "Okay, I'll figure this out. And you're like, wow, he might snap one day. Like this feels like he's really on edge, you know, and maybe maybe he will. Maybe at some point in the show, Ted Lasso loses his cool and then the arc becomes like, oh, how's he going to get it back? That might happen, you know. Yeah, but I think that's I, I like think that's where the show is definitely it might, going. That might be where it's it, headed. It but, seems to be going in that direction. Yeah, but, which is but, but the fact is that like even as it stands, for a show to be successful, you do need to have certain kind of extremes for it to be a yeah. show and not just you just watching normal life, you know? Like Especially in a some, comedy, you know? 
especially in a comedy. You know, there have to be these exaggerations, but they're always very tasteful and they're, they're always really fun. And they're always actually adult. Like this is an adult show. This is not a kid's show because the, the, there's, you know, the bad language, uh, the, the sex uh, discussions, uh, the, the, the themes themselves, like just the general themes are things that adults would appreciate more than, than kids. Just because it's lighthearted and just because it's optimistic doesn't mean that it's for a general audience, you know? It tackles subject matter that is relatable to adults. It's relatable to people who have been through shit in life, you know? And, and, and it's almost like a reflection of how someone who has also been through shit in life chooses to approach his problems, you know? And yeah, he's super folksy and super like over the top when it comes to like his sayings and his little things, but his heart is in the right place. And the place yeah. that it's coming from is a place of humanity. He's an extremely, you know, he's an extremely human character, you know, who, who, who wants to try to make things better for the people around him. And I have to say, even all the supporting characters, I have a real affinity towards all of them. Like, I really kind of like them. Uh, and I like their little stories that they have. The show isn't as much about them because partly because there's just so many. There's a whole football team's worth of characters in there. And some but of them. A few uh, that, but there's a few that, that, that we can, you know, point out that are that are yeah. very important. There's uh, the guy who plays Roy Kent, you know. Yes. So Roy Kent is a really cool character because he has a carte blanche to be as raunchy and curse as much as possible. Like that's his thing. Yeah. He curses all the time, even in front of like the little kid, his cousin, I think, or his nephew, or his niece. I think he's looking yeah. after his niece, and she loves him more than anything, right? So, but he's cursing and being like sour all the time. In the second season, he's like coaching her her little league, like her little yeah. uh, soccer league, you know. And yet he's so rough, and he's just always like being like over the top. And yet they see th right through it because Roy Kent even though he talks like a sailor, is actually a very good person. And kids can see that, right? And, uh, and, and, and I like that about him. And then you've got the guy who plays, um, what's, the, what's that dude's name? Jamie? Uh, the, Jamie. Uh, Trent. Is it Jamie Trent? Jamie Trent, yeah, it's Jamie yeah. Trent. And, and, and he's also like a caricature of this kind of like, you know, uh, kind of asshole, like, you know, guy who's full of talent, but, uh, you know, he's, he just doesn't give a shit about anybody else. But then you realize things about him and you realize that actually in his backstory, his dad was the reason that he became the way that he was. So it almost justifies his behavior and you end up caring about him as well. So I think there's only one character in the whole show that you really literally do not care about. And that is the guy who is uh, the ex-husband uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's kind of like a villainous character that they have who's meant to be like villainous. He's got you know? no uh, um, redeeming qualities. He's the yeah, only yeah. character, I think, in the whole show who doesn't seem to have any redeeming qualities whatsoever. Every other character has something about them that makes you appreciate like why they are the way they are. And, and you hope that things turn out well for them. And that's yeah. kind of interesting because it's not black and white. like, like And I'm really, are. I'm also just kind of, you know, I want this entire team to succeed. And I think it's really interesting that they didn't just end up winning the final kind of in, in, in the end of season one where they just, they lose, right? Uh, they get really close. I, I think, and that, I think was the, that was amazing. I, I really right? like that they lost, you, you know? I, I, and I, I just, that made, yeah. 
Yeah, I really like kind of the, the narrative arc of that and wherever they're going. Like, I'm really, like, even though the show doesn't have a lot of football or soccer in it, and as a person who doesn't really care for either one of those things, uh, I'm still really kind of, you know, I want to know what, like, I want this about, team to it, succeed. It's not about the football. I mean, this show yeah. is not about the football. It's about the team. It's about the coach. It's about the lessons that they learn. And football is like the the thing that, keeps them all together and football you know, is it's life not about this football is life you know like, like da- rojas danny rojas <laughs> football is life you know it's like football <laughs> is life like football does work as a metaphor for the show in the sense that in a football team you can either all work together or you know you can have a star player that might help the the team to succeed but it's at everyone else's disadvantage yeah. and if you all work together then you will succeed and you know it's like there's a lot of stuff that can be related to any sports it's a, it, it it is a sports metaphor show you know in that sense you know and uh, and the guy was like football is life you know like he goes through this one episode where where you know he kills a dog kills by dog. mistake by kicking the ball at, yeah. at, you know, and the dog jumping in front of it, like it wasn't his fault at all. And then all of a sudden he's like, football is death. And he becomes <laughs> like so depressed. And it was absolutely hilarious because that showed someone going from this optimistic perspective to becoming really morose and, 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 and having a crisis, like an existential crisis and finding a way to be pulled out of it. How? through psychotherapy, you know, through talking to someone. And it's like, what does that mean? That means that if you're someone who's going through shit, who's had a real life, uh, you know, uh, challenge, the show itself is telling you, you know, you can actually find a way out of it. Find someone to talk to, find a professional. They might help you. Like those lessons are actually really important for us in our adult life. You know, a lot of people don't go seek help. A lot of people don't believe in in psychotherapy or in talking to a, a counselor it's actually something that's very helpful to people to, to get them out of their head, you know? It's just, it's funny because this show seems so simple on the surface. It just seems to be about this, like, plucky uh, kind of, like... Fish you know, out of water, totally you know? Yeah, it seems so light. But then when you look at it, it's got, it has a lot of depth and it has a lot of, like, real, you know, real-life, like, kind of references and... and and, and and that's the thing that I think is really satisfying about it is that. And I think the other thing that shows just how, the other thing that shows just how good the show is, is the fact that in that episode they kill a dog for like comedic purposes. And if it was any other show, I'd be like, okay, it, I'm I'm done absolutely. with this thing, you know. But over absolutely. here, it it works. Like you absolutely you don't hate the guy who did it, uh, and you feel bad, but you also laugh. And I think that just shows how good the show can yeah, be. Yeah, it was and shocking. Is. It was shocking when it happened. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, it, it, it bothered me. And then I saw how depressed and sad he was. And then that might, made me kind of feel better about the fact that, like, like this, is, this was not... Like, if that had just happened and then they had forgotten about it, I would have been yeah. really resentful, you know? But it happened and it changed the whole show. Yeah. You know? It changed and the whole show. Uh, you had uh, you had a conversation. You had like you know when um, when when Ted Lasso was being interviewed uh, after that uh, by the by the press, and then you know he gave them this story about uh, you know uh, 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 that that kind of brought a tear to his eye. And then he like he like kind of celebrated the dog as like 
this wonderful living creature that wasn't with them anymore, you know, it, 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 it helped, you know? And then when, when Danny Rojas was like completely in shock and like his whole world changed, it also helped because then it meant that they were treating this as a really meaningful event, you know? And so that made it okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, on a scale of one to 10, uh, how many, uh, you know, goals would you give? Goals. Uh, goals? <laughs> How many optimistic mustaches would you give this show, Hyson? Uh, I give this like a, like a 9.5. Like I, I oh, just... Oh, wow. Yeah, no, oh, I, wow. I, I love the show. Yeah. That is, that is, that is fantastic. I mean, look, I... I tried to break this down in my super scientific system and, yeah. and you know, I, I came up with like something that was below nine. It was like 8.5 or whatever, but that doesn't represent for me. That's not good enough. You know, I would definitely give it a nine. This show yeah. takes an easy nine for me. It's, uh, it's just so much fun. It's really enjoyable. It's really well done and it is unique. I don't see any other shows like it. So this gets an easy nine. Uh, for me, Nine look at you not being cynical mustaches. with your eight point five. You know, <laughs> that just... would have been very cynical. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Switchflix. If you loved or hated the show, please do rate, subscribe, and leave some comments. Your support is the grinning freak of our souls. Mm-hmm.